Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Three new wings. ships, new ships, three shields. wings, shields, shields, it's fast, cool, fast, fast, zoom, zoom, <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> got our intro. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick, before questions, we need to send a shout out and a thank you to Lego Mace Windu Corps, who joined our Patreon at the Jedi Council level, which is insanely generous, so thank you so much for joining. Samuel Masson asks if and how we would like to see other sequel trilogy characters appear in the new Jedi Order movie. Uh, yes, I definitely want, specifically Finn. I feel like Finn is the character that, assuming John Boyega wants to come back, which he seems like he's been more open to that more recently, I, I really want to see him as a Jedi Knight. Same. I think it would just make sense, you know? Like, we got hints in the Lego special, the summer special, that Ray was training him, and we got a lot of hints about him potentially being Force-sensitive in The Rise of Skywalker, so... I would love to see him come back. And I, I do think it's a little funny that everyone's been talking about Finn. What about Poe, though? Well, hold on. I want to I stick on Finn for a little bit. <laughs> Happy to have Poe as well. I just think people should give Poe a little credit, you know, too. Yeah, well, I think, I think people want Finn because the Rise of Skywalker just did the hints that, like, oh, he is Force-sensitive. I think they really strongly hinted uh, especially in the shot where like he feels Ray die, uh, that to me is like, yep, that is force sensitivity. But I wish it weren't just hints and they took it a step further, which it seems a little weird that yeah, the Lego specials are the ones that like Obi Wan's Force Ghost called him a Jedi, like explicitly, and he had all of these Force Ghosts coming and educating him and helping him out, and it does show Ray training Finn and them kind of figuring this out together. I would love to see that on the big screen. I think John Boyega wanted that chance. I think he deserves that chance if he wants it now. So yeah, Finn is the the one that I really want, if I can only pick one, but I would happily welcome Poe back as well. Yeah, I think the Finn stuff, like a lot of people have said, you know, John Boyega sounded like he never wanted to return to Star Wars after... <clears throat> the the direction that they took Finn's character arc. But I think this is the opportunity to fix that. If if he comes back and they're like, hey, can you please come back? We want you to be a Jedi. We want you to be training with Rey. Like, that feels like something he'd be like, okay, this is kind of what I wanted from the start. I'm in. And if it's 15 years in the future, like, I don't think he'd be a Padawan anymore. I think he and Rey would be equals. Like, they, they might have people to train like I, I could see him being the second in command to the new jedi order and like teaching the next generation i think that would be cool i want to see what color his lightsaber is what he wears as a jedi like there there's just i've seen some such cool fan art mm -hmm. of finn as a jedi or like mods for battlefront 2 where they they've made him cool costumes and stuff i want to see that uh poe also we don't know 
maybe they could roll some of the Rogue Squadron storyline into that uh, if if they are putting that idea as a film away, but they could still use some of those ideas. I'd still want to see him as just one hell of a pilot. Yeah, I mean, is he still acting as a general of the New Republic at this time or the new New Republic? Whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever that's, they are. Whatever the, the, the body of government is going to look like, is he going to be a part of that? Or has he maybe by then wanted to settle down with someone? <laughs> I mean, I, I think that... I struggle to say that because I feel like him and Finn should be able to settle down. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> they, they made it clear that I think uh, Poe goes both ways. He likes Zori Bliss, but I think the Resistance Reborn book was like, uh, Rebecca Roanhorse, I'm like, I think she's a Finpo shipper for sure. I so mean, there's a lot of us out there. I mean, yeah, and it's what it was uh, in the Leia Princess of Alderaan book, Claudia Gray wrote, uh, it's Holdo, I think. She's like, oh, you only like boys? That sounds boring. Like, yeah. <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> yeah, like young Holdo says that to Leia. She's yeah. Like, oh, well, you do you, girl. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> It seems like that's just in in Star Wars. That's where people are. Mm -hmm. It's more widely accepted. And so Poe, whoever he, I just want him to be happy. But I still want him to be best friends at least with Finn. Mm -hmm. um, but going to let's say Ben Solo would be the next Oof. one. I would love it if he could be a Force ghost and would be able to talk to Ray. I mean, I think that that is how it should be it, that's something else that if he wants to come back if adam driver wants to come back he faded away his body disappeared he should be a force ghost and again the lego specials brought that up mm -hmm. like it showed him as a force ghost so basically just take what the lego specials are doing <laughs> and make it in live action on the big screen yeah and i could see other characters being able to come in as force ghosts too like this would be a good opportunity to bring Leia back because I think the whole like mm. CGI face deep fake stuff it would look better as a force ghost I think I say we leave that alone okay I'm I, only because I don't think we should keep doing the Grand Moff Tarkin uh Carrie Fisher like just because we can doesn't but as mean a we force should. ghost like keep it kind of oh I'm, soft, I'm not talking about focus, whether like... or not it looks good oh. I just don't want them to keep on bringing back actors who have passed away just because they can yeah otherwise i say bring back obi-wan bring back luke bring back qui-gon yoda like we never got force ghost con we kind of got it with the voices but i would like to see i think it'd be cool to have a bunch of force ghosts passing on their knowledge visibly yeah and you could also argue that you know ray has learned everything she's needed to learn from those people yeah I mean, it, again it's 15 years in the future also i think it's worth pointing out that there were other casting rumors surrounding this movie and we don't know that ray will be the main character uh whether or not she'll be like a supporting character i don't know what all these actors are feeling like now because like you said immediately after john boyega and oscar isaac were both like I th I'm done with Star Wars. But more recently, they're like, well, maybe not. Mm -hmm. So I think there's potential for them to come back, but they might say, like, I'll come in as a supporting role. Right. When you need a Jedi to come in and save the day, that here come 
Ray and Finn and like a bunch of little younglings with lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. And someone like, you know, Kelly Marie Tran went through a lot during these movies be coming out. And if she wanted to come back, I would love it if we could get more of her character of, of Rose in the story. To go back to Poe a little bit as well, I think both of them, it makes sense for them to have roles in the new New Republic, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Like Poe's arc was becoming more and more of a leader alongside Leia. Rose just makes sense there. And yeah, I don't want another repeat of like, the general says I have to study schematics. Like, yeah. I oh. can't go on the adventure. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'll be over here. Yeah, <laughs> like that just, <laughs> that seemed weird, but. And I think too, because this movie's coming out, not as an episode 10, but as kind of a standalone type thing, there's not as much pressure on the characters to know that they're in this for another three movies. That's true too. So I think it would be, easier for someone like Kelly Marie Tran to say, yeah, I'll come in for a supporting role. And she seems like she's been down to come back. She has voiced Rose in the the Lego specials, or at least the summer vacation one. So I, I think there's a chance for all of them to come back. I am not opposed to any of them. In fact, I would be pro all of it. But again, if I had to choose just one, I think Finn is the, the priority I would like to see. We got to have Chewie. He can be in pretty much anything. Well, that's, yeah, Chewbacca, 3PO. I, I don't consider them like sequel trilogy characters because sure. they're just there. It's they're, Those are the characters that can be around forever. I'm going to throw in Claude just because. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. Just because I need to know more. We all deserve to know more about Claude. But now in Star Wars Jedi Survivor, we've met another one of those species and uh, he speaks basic. So yeah, Claude, give Claude some speaking lines. Or more than just screaming. A, a sentient? Sentient? Is that? Sentient? What's the, the rock species? Oh, a Ventian. Ventian, yeah. Let's get a, a geode in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's got to happen at some point. <laughs> I, I think Finn would have some really comedic lines with, with a, a rock character, especially what if it was a Jedi rock? We've never seen that before. I don't know how they'd wield a lightsaber. Not that they have to. Not that all Jedi have to. They could to, just but... use the Force. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Leftist Hominid wants to know if something like the Path of the Open Hand could be Rey's main antagonist. This is interesting because I had this idea like a long, long time ago that going forward after the sequel trilogy, who would be the, the villain? And I think I said that it would be cool if it were like, purists of the force which is kind of what the path of the open hand are yeah well, and and they would they would see someone like ray wanting to restart the jedi order and not be cool with that and like that would be the main villain and, and that's basically what was said at star wars celebration is that 15 years after the rise of skywalker there's a jedi master who is trying to start the Jedi Order again, and there's someone out there that doesn't want that to happen. And I don't think we're going to do the Sith again. I think something like the Path of the Open Hand could make sense, where it is just a, no, you shouldn't use the Force. And at the very least, it could just be a group that's like agreeing with Luke's ideas at the beginning of The Last Jedi, where it's like, the Jedi always make things worse. And basically someone saying, no, you shouldn't even try to make the galaxy a better place. Mm -hmm. Like kind of 
maybe like an apathetic villain almost of like it's not worth trying but i am gonna try to stop you uh, that doesn't quite track but yeah no I, I get what you mean but like so far in the high republic the villains because they there aren't any sith around at the time the villains are way more interesting more nuanced more complicated and getting to know the villains of that time period has been really cool so i think if we got something like that because the sith are we know what the Sith are. We know We've spent a lot of time with the Sith. We know their deal. We don't want another empire, which was basically what the First Order was trying to do. So, like, I think, yeah, a more complicated, nuanced villain for Rey in this new film would be better. Yeah, I don't know that it'll be, like, more complicated or more new. Just different is all I am after, I think, is that we've, we've seen enough of the Sith and this feels like the second time where it's like the Sith have been destroyed. And this time, like, Rey blew up the throne and the, the Sith cultists all got pelted with rocks. <laughs> like, to me, I'm, I'm saying, saying that feels like another final end for the Sith. So doing something like the Path of the Open Hand or just someone opposed to the Jedi as an idea and being like, this has always been your fault. And it's not, but... I could see someone feeling that way about the Jedi and wanting to stop them. Grogu's wrinkly head asks if Thrawn's new command deck is on the Chimera or on a Chiss ship. I thought that was an interesting observation and something I noticed too in the Ahsoka trailer. You see the back of Thrawn and you see his ship and we see that bridge uh, with Morgan Elspeth as well. It just looks different. It doesn't look like a Star Destroyer bridge. So... What's the deal with that? <laughs> I I don't know. I, it didn't strike me as looking that different to me. I assume it was going to be the Chimera, and I feel like there was a shot in the Mandalorian when the the Mando ship is flying over and we see the big painted mythosaur skull on it. And I, I immediately thought, you know, before we got to see the whole thing, I was like, oh my God, it's the Chimera because <laughs> he's got that giant symbol on the bottom of his ship. So... After seeing that, I was like, oh, that might be a cool setup for him coming in with his ship, with his special drawing on the bottom. I agree that they might be trying to establish that, hey, some people have things painted on their ships. Get ready. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to see the Chimera. So I'm going to assume that that maybe that's not the bridge of the ship. It could just be a weird little like throne room. Thrawn doesn't seem like the guy that would need a throne room, but... Or maybe that's Morgan's ship and it's not the Chimera at all. Uh, we don't know. But if that is Thrawn's, I'm going to assume it's just some special room he had built that's not the bridge or the command deck. Mm -hmm. It's just where he goes to sit and think about art and yeah. listen to classical music. Thrawn is a classy guy. <laughs> and he could be like, okay, we've all seen Star Destroyers and what they look like. I'm going to remodel this whole place and make it look cooler. I like the idea that he has, yeah, a, a private place to go and freak out that no one else can see. And he's just like, oh, I don't know what to do in this battle. Like, I got to figure this out. And all oh, these people are so smart. I'm never going to beat them. And then he like composes himself and he walks back out and he's like, perhaps we do this. It's and they're like, wow, you're so smart. Thrawn. It's just a soundproof <laughs> room with like no windows or nothing in there. Just a bunch of pillows to yell in and punch. <laughs> Just the idea of Thrawn having lost his composure, which has only happened, I think, once in Star Wars Rebels. He kind of like grabs that one officer and gets mad at him. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the idea of Thrawn having a, a little area 
a little cone of silence to go freak out in. He just because it's funny to imagine. He strikes me as someone who like takes boxing lessons or, or fencing lessons or something like that to, to take his anger out. Yeah, I mean, he fought those uh, DT droids in Star Wars Rebels. That seems like his the, his release. <laughs> yeah. Framed Citizen wants to know what the ideal amount of Star Wars content is per year. So how many movies, how many TV seasons, uh, how many books, how many That's, comics? I mean, it, it depends on the person. So our answer is obviously going to be more than the casual person's answer, I oh, think. I mean, I, I wanted to talk about this just because right now I'm like, there is too much to, <laughs> to keep up with. Like, it is our job, and I have not kept up with it all just because it was the Bad Batch, the Mandalorian, Star Wars Celebration. It was getting to be a little much there uh, for, like for us. Three books, and it still is. Like, I'm not going to be out of the... I'm not going to be done playing catch-up until after May 4th because... Then we'll have the canon timeline video done, which is taking up a lot of my time. But then I'll be able to really finish Path of Vengeance. And then I think that'll be the last thing uh, that I will have caught up on. But then I'll want to actually sit and read Star Wars timelines. I haven't had a chance to do anything but skim that. So I'm just saying for, for someone whose job it is to keep up with Star Wars. Up, 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 up. What? Self-employed job. Yeah. No one's got a blaster to your head that's saying you have to keep up with all this it's my own self-mandated like i want to keep up with it all so that's on you i know but i'm saying like as someone who wants to do that i still haven't been able to so just right now it's a lot it is a lot we should break that down and go deeper (laughs) i'll save that for therapy see what that means Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I've struggled with stress and anxiety for years. I started going to therapy back in 2012 and have been going off and on ever since. Talking to a therapist has been a huge help for my mental health as well as my professional and personal life. But there's no denying therapy can be expensive and time consuming. That's where BetterHelp is different. Their services are more affordable than in-person therapy and you can visit a therapist from the comfort and privacy of your home. When you sign up, you just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with a licensed therapist chosen to meet those needs in as little as 48 hours. BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise with over 20,000 therapists that can give you access to help that may not be available in your area. Schedule video and phone sessions or message your therapist anytime. If you're not happy with your therapist, you can request a new one at no additional charge. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash SWE and get on your way to being your best self. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash S-W-E. Uh, okay, so just, I'm just going to throw some numbers out there. The ideal amount of Star Wars content per year. One movie. Mm-hmm. Three shows. Okay. This year we've got uh, The Bad Batch, The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, I'm skeptical Skeleton Crew is going to come out, or at least all the way this year. Uh, but there's also Visions and Young Jedi Adventures. I don't, well, which I don't really count those because they release all at once. Yeah, and the more mean, specials, the weekly release. Gotcha stuff. Then I think I would agree with you. I, I think four is doable. Three and having like like having Bad Batch and Mando on at the same time, well, that was a lot. So. I, yeah, I think three feels good. 
three to so, four. So I mean, let's do one one animated show, two live action shows. Feels pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we usually get a show that's kind of like bridging over two different years. So like it'll release in December and go through January. Right. That's I so think like, Skeleton Crew will do that this year. Maybe that would count as, as a fourth show just kind of bridging the two years three and a half three and a half three and a half shows 3.75 uh i'm gonna go with six books i know we definitely get more six six to ten and is that adult books is that young adult is that i guess i'm combining everything included yeah yeah because like with with how they've been releasing the higher public books they come in waves. It's very like orderly. It's like here's our plan. It's gonna be a, an adult book, a young adult book, a young reader book, and it's gonna come out very like on time and regimented. But then I do miss just like the other random release books. So like we're about to get Delilah Dawson's book, the Inquisitor one, Rise of the Red Blade. Yeah, which I'm super excited about. Shadow of the Sith was so so fun to read. It's one of my favorites. Um, the Princess and the Scoundrel was really cool. So, like, I think we'll probably get more books than we think just because of how regimented the higher public has been. Like, they're going to put out their group of books and then hopefully we'll get a few more just, like, random stories. Yeah, and now we know High Republic's going through, like, 2025. They kind of sent out that, not full schedule, but gave us a basic idea. But, yeah, like, I like one book a month about i think that works for comics i would say about the same i think i'm gonna go 48 comic issues which again we get more than that i'm pretty sure there's like 21 scheduled to come out in may Mm -hmm. which is a lot but uh like one a week i think is great i two a week is fine also but just having like one little star wars thing a week to read and then there'd be one episode then it all builds to one movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. feels pretty good. <laughs> do, you, do you think going forward, they're going to slow down at all on the shows? I guess that's kind of up in the air. They've been talking about streaming and all that. I, I think they're probably more likely going to pull back from riskier projects. It, that's kind of what it sounded like Bob Iger was talking about. What That was like a month or two ago of like something like Willow was a riskier venture for them it does it just doesn't have the same uh brand recognition as star wars so i think they're probably gonna keep their focus on star wars i don't know if they're gonna ramp up i doubt it but i also don't know if they're gonna pull back i think they have a pretty good plan and they kind of laid it all out for us at celebration so i think i don't think they're gonna necessarily pull back on any of that stuff Still waiting to hear about Lando. Yeah, we're getting to the point where the Acolyte's going to come out next year and or season two. We're, we're reaching this point where stuff that was announced in 2020, we haven't heard anything beyond that. Yeah, the droid story too. Yeah, droid story. Rangers of the New Republic is out. So we're, we're running out of projects that we know about. Yeah. I saw someone tweet some image of something that they were planning for the celebration in japan and the lando like logo was was in it i don't know what it was from but i was like it would be cool if we got an announcement at the next celebration not like an official thing no oh okay 
I was like, they already have Japan stuff ready to go. <laughs> no, but like that would be a good place, I think, to announce it if if we're going to have two years of all this other new stuff that we just got uh, trailers and announcements <laughs> for. Re-announce it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Donald Glover has been playing like the Ewan McGregor game recently where he's like, oh, yeah, it'd be great to play Lando again, <laughs> which is a non-answer, but it it's not like he's saying no. Mm-hmm. Kyle Barrett asks where the Dial of Destiny could appear in any future Star Wars content. So I think we have had every MacGuffin of Indiana Jones from all the films pop up in Star Wars somewhere. Got the Ryloth Ark. uh, The Sankara Stones were in Luthen's shop. uh, The Holy Grail was in Thrawn's office. And the Crystal Skull was in the Trandoshan Trophy Room. So the Dial of Destiny is about to be introduced. Could we find it somewhere else? Maybe in Filoni's movie. I was going to throw out Mangold's movie. Well, yeah, that would make sense, too. <laughs> I, I think that there's definitely potential, and I think it probably will happen given enough time. That's a little too on the nose. I don't think he would do Mangold? that. Mangold? Why not? <laughs> Wolverine's going to be in Indiana Jones 5. I don't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Easter eggs. I don't. He, you're probably right. He He seems like the filmmaker that would not want to be too on the nose but if it were just sitting in the background if it if it's like some archaic looking thing and it's a twenty five thousand year in the past movie if some if the prime jedi just had it on a bookshelf why not is it just a regular looking dial i don't remember i think we've seen it in the trailers by this point like a compass it's like a no i think it got like rotating parts to it honestly i don't remember i haven't been really studying the trailers for indy 5 i'm just kind of waiting to see it (laughs) i because the first time i read this question i thought like okay what does the dial of destiny do and i was about to say we already have the dial of destiny it's the world between worlds but you're talking about the actual yeah the device itself okay world between worlds does not do time travel okay um it can if it wants to no it can't that's not how it works i don't want to do this right now um Another place I was going to throw out was Luthen's shop because that also, it had the Sankara stones. It also had the fertility idol and Indy's whip. So yeah, it just seems like maybe Tony Gilroy is a big fan of Indiana Jones. And he's like, yeah, put it all in there. Put it in carbonite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe it's already been in there and we didn't even notice. (laughs) Or it could pop up in a a Dr. Aphra story. That would be a great one. Yeah. I mean, Afra has had several Indiana Jones references as well. So I think we've got a few likely places. On to YouTube questions. Matthew Kelly asks if Rangers of the New Republic has already been canceled. Yeah, uh, this question had a bunch of thumbs up on it. So I figured we would take the chance to clear this up. But yeah, it, it sounds like Rangers of the New Republic has been taken off of the slate and has instead been kind of absorbed by the Mandalorian. That's what I assumed. I just assumed it was over. Like, there's no more plans to do a show called Rangers of the New Republic. But it sounds like that could be what Mando season four is going to be about. Or at least that story may have just been absorbed, like you said, into Din and Grogu's story. Yes. So I I think about a year ago, maybe... Uh, I can't remember exactly when, but I think it was in the lead up to Celebration 2022, I think. Kathleen Kennedy said something along the lines of, 
Rangers of the New Republic being removed from the production schedule because they were reworking it to just fit into existing stories. So now seeing Din walk up to a, one of the Adelphi Rangers, Carson Teva, and say, I want to help you out. I think that he is going to be more involved with the Adelphi Rangers. Independent <laughs> contractors of the New Republic. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Bounty hunters of the New Republic or whatever. Uh, Daddies of the New Republic. Magic babies of the New Republic. <laughs> Daddies of the New Republic is a different show. <laughs> that You got to get Cobb Vanth on for that one. <laughs> that one's on Showtime at night, <laughs> late at night. Saffron Sidel wants to know if we'll see Thrawn using TIE Defenders in Ahsoka. I want you to know that I like audibly gasped. I don't know. I, I, I went like <gasps> at the thought of that just because I love TIE Defenders and the idea that we might see one in live action. Have we not already? In live action? No. I, unless it's you count like... It's another ship. It's a, it's a fancy TIE Fighter, Molly. It could have brought the Rebellion... Crumbling down. Could it? It could. It have? had shields, Molly. Ooh. It had shields. Wow. We saw Star Destroyers with planet-killing technology, and think, look how easily they got it put has, down. It has three wings on it, not just two. I thought we already had those. They, they, they were in Star Wars Rebels, and they were in Star Wars Squadrons, the video game. Uh-huh. We have not seen them in live action. So the fanciest thing is that they have shields and three wings. And they're fast. And they're fast. They were really hard to fight in squadrons. Okay. Uh, if we'll see Thrawn using them. So because he he in Star Wars Rebels was like, that was his project. What happened in Rebels? I, you have to refresh my memory with with that project. Uh, Kanan died blowing it up. <laughs> oh. Well, then maybe not. Unless he was like, all right, let's start from scratch. I want that project done that he was kind of like fighting with Krennic over resources like mm. project stardust was taking money away from uh the tie defender project so now with the death stars gone i could see thrawn being like we need to reinvest in actual good starfighters and we know that morgan elsbeth is like building stuff for him i guess i assumed it was star destroyers but if she's building TIE Defenders, like that does seem like the kind of thing Filoni would do. Yeah. I, I say yes, because you're so excited for the ships. Thank you. And plus, you know, we've seen in Andor, they're still doing these like crazy mining projects all over the galaxy, potentially ruining other planets. They don't care. But I think if, if for the storytelling purposes, if they wanted to say like, oh yeah, we found the resources elsewhere, and started the project over again. I think that would be fine. I think there's definitely... Kanan's Force Ghost would be pissed, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, deservedly so. Uh, but he, you know, he bought the Rebellion time, basically, and so did Ezra, removing Thrawn from the table. Uh, so now that he's back, he could bring his st strategies back, or he will bring his strategies back, and part of that involved the TIE Defender at one point, so I'm like... Could happen. Okay, I found a reason for me to be excited about it. <laughs> uh, that would make a cool make for a cool story point for Hera. Mm, yeah, that's where true. Where she's like, "Nah, I'm taking all these out." Yeah, I'm, yeah, and she flew against them, and that was kind of a, a big deal. But also because she lost Kanan in that, 
she would really not want to see that project return. Yeah, that's a good character reason to bring it back. Good job. It's a good story I reason. was just over here not like, three new wings. ships, new ships, three shields. wings, shields, shields, it's fast, cool, fast, fast, zoom, zoom, <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> got our intro. <laughs> Jocasta Didn't New asks if live action stories are starting to supersede animated stories in Star Wars. Kind of as we're talking about Ahsoka, and this feels very much like a follow-up to Star Wars Rebels, and for the longest time, Star Wars Rebels was rumored to have an animated kind of sequel series or spiritual successor or something along those lines, and that never came to pass. So are we... Trading more animated stories for live action. I think so. I think we probably are too. Because no matter how much we will gush and everyone else will gush about how good the animated shows are, the casual viewer will always see them as kid shows. Yeah, it, it really does take a lot of convincing for some fans to give The Clone Wars or The Bad Batch or Rebels a try. Star Wars Resistance is very much a kid show, I would say, but... And a lot of them start that way. Clone Wars started as a kid show much more than it was by season even three. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that there's always that tendency for fans, because I had that tendency when I was in my early 20s of like, I don't know, Star Wars cartoon, I don't think it's for me. And I was wrong, but it, it took me some convincing. Mm -hmm. Now we're animation snobs and it's great. <laughs> yeah. Join us. Yeah. Now it's like, oh man, the animated side of Star Wars gives you so much that live action does not. It gets to be so weird sometimes in the yeah. best way. And I, I guess I'm hopeful that Ahsoka doesn't lose that weirdness. I don't really think it will. It's, the trailer seems like it's potentially going to do some weird stuff. Yeah, well, I think a lot of the fans that grew up watching Rebels and Clone Wars are older now. So I think... That stuff will carry over, mm -hmm. and those fans will will understand any weirdness and, and celebrate it. And I think Filoni knows that. And, and I hope every live-action series does encourage some people to dive deeper. I hope that Ahsoka and The Mandalorian Season 2 made some people go, Wait, who's this Jedi? Wait, she was who's Padawan? Mm -hmm. Like, I gotta see this. And then they watched Clone Wars and hopefully fell in love with it. Like, I hope a lot of these animated characters popping up or book characters like Cobb Vanth. Like I always love seeing people take the ne next step in their Star Wars journey beyond just like, I watched the movies and the Mandalorian and that's about it. Yeah. I mean, the High Republic fans that know we're getting Vanessa Rowe in yeah. live action and the Acolyte. Come on. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, th yeah. The idea that the Acolyte could be an inroad for people to be like, oh, this era is really neat there's more i'll check out the books okay like mm -hmm. so i i do see what they're saying though is that i feel like we i don't know kind of the same way we're running out of projects that have been announced like the acolyte is after the acolyte i don't know what's coming uh after the bad batches last season i don't know what's coming next and i hope there is more star wars animation on the horizon just wait until we start talking about visions volume two You'll, yeah. You won't be able to get us to shut up about it. <laughs> but even that is like, they're, they're great shorts. There's nine of them and they're over. Like watch them all in a day and then like I'll be hungry for more animation. You can watch them all every day. <laughs>
Alexander Kinnison and Be My BFF both want to know what happened to the baby dinosaur birds in The Mandalorian. I also wondered this, and I brought it up in our last live stream, and a shocking amount of people in chat were like, oh, you didn't see? They cooked and ate them. They didn't. They didn't. And I was like, excuse me, what? They didn't. I refuse to believe that. And I was looking at, I remember the bird thing on the spit roast. That, that's one of the creatures from Navarro that fly around and they took the blurgs in season one and they scratched and poisoned Grief Karga. Mm. That's what that was. I don't know that I would eat that. If you gotta they cook the poison people. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can't like 100% confirm that. That's just what I'm in my head canon, in my heart. I'm like, they did not kill those baby birds because that just thematically goes against that episode of being like, I brought you some more foundlings to train and take care of. We didn't just let these babies die just because nature ran its course and a big turtle dinosaur ate the baby bird or the big bird. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to take care of these helpless babies. They're not going to turn around and eat them. Right. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to make something up in my head then. I'm going to assume that they left them with the proper caretakers on Navarro and they will help protect the city there. I, I do think we will see them again. I think it's a little weird we didn't see them a second time at the end of the season. Like, if you're going to show that, hey, we're cooking a bird for a big feast. Like, don't... <laughs> also show us the baby birds and yeah. be like, it wasn't that bird. <laughs> They're either on Navarro or they took them to Mandalore with them to, to like, train them and maybe ride them or something. But, like, if you, if you really think too deeply about it, you're like, well, if that's not their, you know, home environment, are they going to do well on another planet? And what if they only eat this, like certain kind of fish or food on that planet and i, I don't want to think about it too much i think we'll Nor see them again you. i think we'll see them again bigger and like trained to ride on mandalore maybe that would be cool yeah i i think that that is the setup and we will get payoff and we will see them riding these things we'll see ragnar riding one yeah that'd be cool in season four i like that honestly i thought we were going to see them being ridden this season even though that would have been like a crazy fast turnaround, but Favreau doesn't seem to care. You're like, just a baby. If you, if you look at uh, Navarro and the town and how fast it's grown, and it like it looks so great compared to season one. The timelines book says all of the Mandalorian so far has, and the book of Boba Fett, it's been one year, if that. Like it's it all takes place in the same year. That's wild. So yeah, it is wild. So I was kind of like, you Star know, Wars what? is wild. If Favreau wants the Mandalorians to be riding these birds in two episodes, like, okay, <laughs> I was just going to let it happen. They have a growth spurt. Why not? Yeah. But I do not think that they ate them. I'll give you an image of the of the cooked bird and people can decide for themselves, but I don't think they, they ate have, those birds. They couldn't have been big enough to be the same birds. I agree. Right? They didn't eat them. Yeah. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Ooh. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching and may the force be with you.
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.